Don't expect to let and forget. Expect to invest and reinvest. Don't think that you're going to either invest in a property or maybe you've inherited a property, maybe you've moved out of a property and you're gonna keep it as an investment. However you've got an investment property, try not to think of it as something you're gonna let to a tenant and then that's the end of it. The managing agent will look after everything. You won't have to spend any more money because you're getting all this rent coming in. That's the wrong way to think about it because it's still an investment and it's the type of investment that requires constant maintenance, constant repairs, but also constant improvement. If you're gonna make the most of your property investment, then it's vital that you keep improving the property to make sure that you're getting the right rental income, that you've got long-term tenants that are happy and comfortable in the property and they look after the property. You've got good quality product, furnishings, fixtures, fittings throughout the property. And what that does is keeps the tenant reliable because if you've got a better property, you're going to have better tenants. If you're always maintaining and repairing and improving the property, your tenants are more likely to be long-term because they're more likely to be comfortable. They're more likely to be able to make it a home. But if you're in the mindset of just let and forget, then your property is likely to deteriorate. And I don't mean fall apart. I'm not being dramatic. I'm talking about just naturally over the course of time through general wear and tear, it's going to deteriorate. And that does a few things. First of all, it encourages your tenants to move out. Second of all, it ends up costing you more money when you've got to fix the property again, when you've got to refurbish it or things like that. It means it's a lump sum payment, a big payment, if you've got to refurbish the whole property rather than just gradual payments improving bit by bit over time. But it also means that your property value, both in terms of rental and in terms of asset value, the value of the actual property itself, is going to deteriorate over time as well. It's like anything. If you've got something of good quality, it's worth more. If you've got something of lower quality, it's worth less. Simple. When you are considering, if you are a property investor or you want to be a property investor and you're thinking about buying a property to let, then remember that rule. Don't let and forget, invest and reinvest. And be prepared for that. There's a few calculations you can make with this. For an example, I personally allocate 8% of all of the rent that I receive towards maintenance and repairs. Just for maintenance and repairs, 8% of the rent every month. I might not use that little maintenance and repair pot every month and I might not even use it across the year but it builds up a nice little cash pot so that when something goes wrong and it will there will always be maintenance and repairs in properties when something goes wrong there is a pot of money there to fix it simple as that but there's also the improvement side of things I'm constantly asking my lettings team to let me know at the inspections whether there's any way I can improve the property now of course I'm also a property investor. So 
if I'm gonna spend money improving the property, then I wanna make sure that I'm getting the right rental return for that. And there's a really nice little way of thinking about this. If you can invest in your property to improve it, and that will in turn increase the rent value that you could achieve, then work it out like a loan to yourself. What do I mean by that? If you're gonna spend 2,000 pounds improving the property and by doing that you're going to be able to increase the rent by let's say 50 pounds then that means you should be able to pay that loan to yourself back to yourself in payments what 40 months is that right it means that you're lending yourself 2000 pounds but you're paying yourself back at 50 pounds a month so it's a good way of being able to see whether an investment in improving the property is worthwhile. Imagine if you could invest 2,000 pounds and that would make the property far better and you could get an extra 100 pounds per month as a fair market value. Well, that's a nice little deal. It's a good loan to yourself. And after that two years, you then are better off, simple. That's why I say, don't let and forget, invest and reinvest. And it's also a frustration of mine when I see landlords that self-manage properties, they get angry, they get frustrated, they get argumentative and irritable when issues at the property come up that they have to pay to repair. And they haggle every single quote they receive. They argue with the contractors, they argue with the letting agents because they don't want to spend money. Of course they don't. No one wants to spend money that they don't want to. Of course they don't. What that does is nothing more than drags out a process which has to be done anyway. But along the way, if you're that landlord that tries to argue everything, get involved in everything, haggle and things like that, then not only are you dragging out a process which has got to be done anyway, but you're also upsetting the people that are there to help you and support you. And the reason for that, I think, is that a lot of people, well, I think there's two reasons for it, main reasons anyway. A lot of people do want to let and forget. They want to let the property out and that's it. Just get on with it. Why can't the tenant just get on with it? Why can't they just leave me alone? Why can't they just fix their own problems? I'm not saying everybody is thinking like that specifically, but what I do believe is that people have that subconscious feeling of, oh, I don't want to have to deal with this. I don't want my property investment to be costing me money and causing me hassle and having to deal with this and that. And then another thing comes up and another thing comes up. I don't want to have to be dealing with that sort of stuff. And that's why I think that a lot of landlords will have that feeling of, I want to let and forget. But then when it doesn't turn out like that, which it won't, then they get frustrated and irritated because they didn't invest in property. However, you became invested in property. You didn't invest in property so that you could become a letting agent or a property manager or an admin assistant or a contractor manager or anything like that. You got into property investing because you wanted to have an investment for your future, for your cash flow, for your income, for your wealth, for your children, for a pension, whatever it might be. So that's where I see a lot of people get frustrated. But then the other side of it is the money part. The second reason why I think a lot of landlords get so frustrated and angry and irritated by their properties and by letting agents and by contractors and by tenants is the money part. Let's face it, we all want money. We all want to make more money. There are some people that want to make an absolute ton of money and there are some people that want to make enough money for them to be comfortable. But either way, we all want money and we want to make as much money as we can. There are a lot of landlords that rely on that income and 
that extra rent income that comes in each month allows them to live their lives and afford bills, especially at the moment where energy bills are so high, mortgage rates are so high, everything's costing a ton more money. You know, people are even more anxious and urgent to generate as much money as they can so that they can make sure that they're protected. Then what happens is if you're a landlord that relies on that income, as soon as something goes wrong at the property and it's gonna cost you a few hundred pounds, that hurts. You really feel that pinch. I think you have to do one of two things as a landlord and as a property investor that's going to become a landlord. Number one, if you are relying on income or if you're doing this because you're gonna generate income that you need to live on, then you need to rearrange your finances so that you don't rely on the rent income. Again, remember the reason you invested in the first place. It wasn't to bring an extra few hundred quid a month into your property, into your family or to your household. It was, it was to enable your family to have an investment and enable you to be able to earn some extra money and I don't know, whatever your reason is, whatever whether your reason is to bring in some extra money to lavish and live a little or whether it's to invest for the future, for a future pension or family or whatever. Whatever the reason is, you have to remember it's not for the here and now, it's for the longer term. And that's the best way to imagine property. But the second thing you have to do is, as I've said now a few times, you have to get yourself into the mindset that you're investing in property, again, whether you're buying a property as an investment or you're moving out of one property and keeping it, or whether you've inherited a property or somehow you've become invested in property, however you do it, you have to get into the mindset that you are going to let that property and then you're going to continually invest in that property. That doesn't mean all your money. You don't have to continue spending all your money on property, absolutely not. But like I said, I hold back 8% of all the rent every single month constantly to cover property maintenance and repairs. I also encourage my lettings team to advise me on what improvements I can make to the property that maybe will either increase the rent or perhaps make the tenant more long-term or increase the value of the property. One way or another, I encourage that advice. And the last thing that I want you to remember is it's not about squeezing the tenant for as much rent as you can. That's probably the wrong way to think about it. The right way to think about it, in my opinion, is to get the right rent that balances the scales. And that includes keeping your tenant comfortable, secure and long-term, and making a profit and a good return on your investment. Those for me are the scales, money, and security. And you've got to balance those scales. And I'm talking about money and security for you as the landlord and property investor. Security comes from having long-term reliable paying tenants that look after the property and make it their home where they're comfortable, they become part of the local community. Things like that make your tenants much more long-term and that in turn gives you security. As much security as you can have. Look, circumstances always change. You're always going to have tenants that have changes in circumstances, unfortunately. But what you've got to do as a landlord is increase your chances of security. And that's one side of the scale. And the other side of the scale is the money part. You have to balance that. You have to make the right amount of profit that keeps it balanced. Because if you make too much profit, then the chances are you're decreasing your security. I know that sounds really weird now I'm saying it, but it is actually true. If you, if you make too much profit, then 
you're probably not taking care of some other parts of that property. Maybe the rent's too high. Maybe you're not investing enough in the property. So remember that. Don't let and forget. Don't think that you're going to let and forget. Don't try to let and forget. Invest and reinvest. I just want to add to this, something that's popped into my head. I know that my whole thing is about being the anonymous landlord. I've written a book called The Anonymous Landlord and my podcast is called The Anonymous Landlord. And my whole philosophy about being a landlord is that you should actually be an investor. You should invest in the property and then have the right people, the right systems, the right infrastructure, the right processes in place so that you don't have to be a lettings manager or an estate agent or a property manager or a tenancy manager or anything like that, admin assistant. That's not why you invested in property. You really, everybody invested in property to be an anonymous landlord. That's kind of why everybody gets into it. This might sound like I'm saying that don't let and forget means you get involved and you do all the activities, you take action, you have to do this, you have to do that. No, no, no. I don't mean it from a practical and hands-on approach. I'm talking about don't let and forget and expect that you won't have to spend loads more money on that property. You will invest and reinvest. That's what I'm getting at. So look, I hope that all makes sense. This is something that just popped into my head. And I hope somewhere through that, you got something out of it. Now, don't forget, if you're watching this on YouTube, then subscribe to my YouTube channel. There is far more videos on there than anywhere else that I post. And there's more feature videos on there, which is basically where I talk more. Um, but there's more detailed videos, more analysis about each individual thing that I talk about. So go and subscribe to my YouTube channel. But also check out my book. It's called The Anonymous Landlord. And really, it's a guide for everything you need to be a property investor and a modern landlord. And I use the word modern landlord very specifically. The current world of legislation and the landlord landscape and as many other words beginning with L as I could think of. There is a ton of stuff that you need to know and do as a landlord, even if you're managed by an agent or you're managing the property yourself. It's the same with property investing. You need to know where to find the right properties, how to source them, how to make the offer, how to calculate yields, how to make the right offer and how to get that through to the property being let to the right tenant for the right return on investment. And then what do you need to do after that? There's so much you need to know, but I've put it all in that book. And most importantly, who you need to have on board, who you need to connect with, and what people, what companies, what suppliers you need on board. I'm really proud of the book. It took a year to make, and I'm really proud of how it's finished, and it's prompted me to write the next book. So I'll be jumping on that. But for the time being, the book is The Anonymous Landlord. So I hope all my ramblings and talking has made sense. And if there's anything you're unclear about, if there's anything you'd like advice on, then of course you can contact me. I don't do training courses at the moment. I'm not planning to. I don't do mentoring. I don't do masterclasses. All this content and all these videos and all the podcasts and everything I do and the book and everything is not to make money. It's to try and help as many landlords as I can because there's so much support for tenants out there and not enough for landlords. Not enough impartial help and support for landlords. And look, if you become a customer of my letting agencies, 
along the way, then great. But if not, I just want to make sure that you have good information and you've got the right support with you. So I'm happy to support. So you can contact me, tom at sonegroup.co.uk or you can message me through my Facebook page or you can message me directly through my Facebook page or TikTok, WhatsApp, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram or just comment below and we'll contact you. Anyway, get in contact if you need some help and I hope that helps. Speak soon.